welcome to the Pilates podcast, a podcast and community for all movement lovers, instructors, and anyone who simply adores their core. We chat about all things movement, teaching, health, and much, much more. Our mission is simple, to get you moving and feeling inspired by sharing our own knowledge, as well as bringing on guest speakers. Wherever and however you are listening, we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pilates podcast. We are sitting here on a Friday morning and we've just done a quick pump up session. So we're super excited to get into our training and courses podcast today. So Anika, tell us what courses you've done and how you've gotten to where you are today. I started way back in, I think it was early 2016. I was studying dance at the time and thought I'd do a quick little mat course just to see what the hype was on Pilates at the time to maybe add in more to my sessional job. Um, So I did studio Pilates mat work um, course to begin with and then I went on to do more of their equipment courses. I went on to do their reformer um, and I also then branched out of studio Pilates um, and did a few other courses. So I've definitely done quite a few different ones in the workplaces or different studios in Melbourne that I was working at. They required you to have certain trainings. So I worked at one and I had to do Elixir's course um, for reformer. So even though I was already qualified, I needed to add more on. And that was actually such an amazing course. I can highly recommend Elixir. Um, It is a lot more in depth, I would say, than studio Pilates. It's more along the lines with your breathe and your stop and your polster. Um, Studio Pilates, though, is an awesome way, and I'll get more into this through the podcast, but it's an awesome way of sort of getting your foot in and just seeing if it is for you before you go and spend, you know, the bigger money that a lot of other courses are or if you're just starting with your mat work and then you can decide if you want to add your cert four on or whatever it is. But yeah, so from studio, I went to Elixir and then I've also done different training in pre and postnatal as well as bar courses and all of that. So that's sort of my very, very brief background of studio stuff and of courses, but yeah, and Luke. your boxalates. Oh, yeah. Oh, I course. didn't say that very well. <laughs> boxalates. But <laughs> yeah, of course. No, boxalates. Actually, that's thank you for reminding me because that is honestly one of the most. Well, currently, it's probably one of the courses I use the most, other than my basic sort of Pilates um, courses, but. Yeah, that's a combination of boxing and Pilates, as you can sort of determine by the name. But it's, yeah, it's a really great course and um, highly recommend if you are maybe a PT or if you are already a Pilates instructor, you do already have to have a certification in one of the two um, to be able to do the Boxilates course. Um, But yeah, really, really well thought out by Jenna. Mm. And you mentioned like you were doing your dance training and then you kind of wanted to check out Pilates. Was there anything else that led you into, you know, sussing it out a bit more and kind of getting into the study? What sparked your interest the most? 
Yeah, I think for me it was the constant injuries as a dancer. Like, I was dancing <laughs> full time, which was Monday to Friday was a short week and sort of eight till five was a short day. So as you can imagine, it's pretty um, taxing on your body as well as, yeah, like you, even if you aren't injured, like when you're doing that amount of dance or if you're, if you're an athlete or you're doing that amount of exercise, you naturally want to look after your body. So a lot of it for me was also conditioning and strength training that I was recommended by my physio to do. So I started with really one-on-one clinical Pilates, which at the time I thought that's what I wanted to teach. And then I got into the whole group dynamic and um, that's definitely where I've more gone in my career from that point. So yeah, Mm. definitely the injury road and figuring out how I could look after my body. And I actually, even though I did want to teach it, I sort of thought, Oh no, I'm, maybe I'll just use it as a tool for myself. Like I'll know what to do and I'll know more about the body and even learning all the anatomy to me was actually really interesting. I sort of completely nerded out on it and still do, but it's, yeah, I found that side so, so interesting because I had been using my body for years and years for work and that sounds bad, but for, <laughs> for, <laughs> for teaching. And Bye, yeah. hustle. <laughs> Bye, hustle. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I suppose that's where we first met, though. We began our friendship in year 11 at a dance. Well, it's our class. Oh, yeah. Private yeah. school. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose that's what happened for me as well. We, I was dancing, not full-time, but, like, out of school hours and doing competitions and running around Victoria, which was super fun. But, yeah, definitely taxing on the body and... I think mum kind of introduced me to Pilates because she wanted something a little bit softer, a bit more kinder rather than doing, I suppose, boot camps or kind of going to the gym. I moved up to Darwin and was working in my corporate job and I was just like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Like I need to start moving my body sitting on my ass was just making it grow bigger and bigger each day and not in a good way, not the bubble butt, (laughs) the flat pancake outwards. Dropped down to part-time with my corporate job and then started studying. I first studied with Polestar and doing that from Darwin was super fun. Lots of traveling on a plane and Zoom calls and just trying to make it work being interstate. It was, yeah, it was pretty full on, but definitely worth it. I really enjoyed Polestar. It was very comprehensive and I felt like I had a lot of support, even though like doing the 150 hour log book and getting signed off on every exercise to demonstrate and teach seemed massive so thankful when it got to my exam because I was you know I knew my stuff and I was ready for it and your team now is so like you have such a broad range of knowledge even from that one course that you know when you went on to do reformer and all of that it set you up so well to go and lead into those things and not feel like you were behind or Absolutely. It was like the perfect base for me for when I started. And then now I've moved into doing a body organics course that came to Darwin. Yay, we finally got something into the territory. (laughs) Um, So I jumped on that purely because it was here and I just wanted to expand myself a bit more. So I had to redo the MAC component, a part of that. But mostly I was going into that to get my reformer qualification. So that's been awesome. And 
but the hardest thing from going from being in mat and teaching for that for like two years solid before doing my reformer was like then getting on the reformer I was like I can't just roll onto my side and then roll onto my back and then roll onto the other side because there's all these things in the way like <laughs> straps so and much. there's so much planning that goes into a reformer class whereas yeah on a mat you can you can wing it a lot more (laughs) yeah how did you go for those people that are working a corporate job or are working a nine to five and are trying to kind of build that whether it's side hustle or even just the actual course hours like how did you go managing your time and managing your I guess balance of your lifestyle whilst you were studying and still working completely full-time you definitely you start becoming so much more better at your time management that's for sure however for me just as like a personality trait if I've got heaps of time available to myself I'm super slack I just can't get it in my head to be on (laughs) productive with my time management but when I'm super busy and packed full brim like I'm so effective and I get stuff done and I won't mess around I won't procrastinate I'm just like get in get done so Getting up early, my partner was working like super early in the morning, like he was up at 4.30. So if I got up in the morning, I would just start a few hours before going into work and then I could do some after as well. Um, but then I, yes, yeah, so I was working full time, but then I dropped down to the part time, which just freed me up a little bit. I still worked the five days, but I just went in later. So it was just more time in the morning really to study, which was good. Um, yeah. But yeah, that I just had to write everything down and just make sure that I was on top of everything. And because I was booking in Zoom calls with my mentors who were signing me off like interstate, I had to be prepared for that because A, I was paying for it and it was booked in time. So it was no messing around. Yeah, I know my mum's always said, if you need something done, ask a busy person. And it's totally true. Like both of us <laughs> are those kind of personalities are a little bit that type a but I think as well like yes your time management gets better but when you are booking a course something that's really good to actually look at and I've learned the more that I've done is ask yourself if you are good at working online I mean in your case Luke you didn't really have a choice because of your location but if you are near Melbourne or even if you're in the country and you're not that far from Melbourne that Ask yourself if you are better off taking a course that has more face-to-face days or that has more online work and maybe your exams are face-to-face. Like everyone's very different in how you learn. But I know for me, because I've now done so many online courses, I am self-motivated enough to do it. But definitely at the start, I had to be in those kind of courses that were intense face-to-face days. Otherwise, I would have just not done anything I would have started stretching on the floor like (laughs) it just wouldn't have happened so Mm. I know a lot of courses they do have a couple of options but yeah it's another good thing to sort of look at if you aren't currently studying you've got to figure out like the best way you learn as well and whether that's you know reading something and then watching something to consolidate your information or you're actually physically like practicing it you have to figure out what's best for you because there's so many different ways like I had mind maps galore and I was just writing out like different keywords all the time around the one exercise that I just need helped cueing with or you know different ways to cue or 
you know, different aspects to the um, exercise, whether it was modifications or progressions. Um, but so important, even if like you're not studying any courses, just to find out the way you learn is one of the highest things you can do for yourself because it just helps with everything, whether it's in your career at work or whether it's a hobby Mm, or just, yeah. That's like, I even noticed that, like I've been, my partner's got me into scuba diving in sort of the last six months and the courses that I've done from that, even knowing how I would learn was really, really helpful in that process. So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. definitely something that you should be aware of and know about yourself. But I think that when you are maybe transitioning from full-time work, something that can be really hard is juggling, yes, the balance of, okay, how many hours do you need to be working to pay your rent or, you know, live your lifestyle but also knowing how to say no to maybe nights out because you've got to be up at 8am the next morning or not up at 8 but somewhere at 8 for a full day of course content like that's hard work and I know a couple of girls that are studying um, in Melbourne at the moment and that's been one question that they've been super curious about is like how to juggle those friends that and I mean, this happens in many aspects of life, but the friends that maybe aren't supportive of you transitioning into something else. Like Mm. I remember when I was dancing or even when I was working my retail job, like I was having to study on the train and in my lunch breaks because I couldn't do it really when I got home. I was exhausted that I had to find time and um, it, it does take time, but you'll definitely pick up your way of doing it or yeah book it in like Luke said book it in like a meeting almost to yourself even if it's not Mm. something that you're paying to be somewhere set aside a time each day and that anatomy is damn hard to remember at first Mm -hmm. so record yourself saying it like I remember when we were in high school and we were doing theatre productions like you'd, you'd speak into a microphone and record yourself and then you'd just listen to it as if you were listening to music because to be honest, it's so true. Like think about how many songs, you know, that are somewhere in your head, but you're finding it hard to remember, you know, different parts of the legs. So whatever it is, put it up, listen to it. As long as you don't make your own words up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know I had so many that I actually should find my notebook of what I thought muscles were called. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, definitely. I'm a good one for that on song lyrics. People are like, that's not the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, it is. Listen to it. And then you read, (laughs) Google it and you're like, yeah, that's so far from what I said. (laughs) The question that I've been asked a bit is when people have been going for jobs and they mentioned that the job that they are taking, they offer a course for them to do or to become an instructor or whatever it is that they might be advertising and something to just be really mindful of is that there are some jobs like the one that I had where they gave a discount on the elixir course that I was doing because they required that level of training but there's some jobs where they actually make this course in inverted commas because they yes it's still specific to what they are teaching and what they are offering but it does not mean that you are a pilates instructor it means that you are their brand of instructor and you can work within their company or within their studios but if you were to go and work for an independent studio or if you came to me at upside pilates and asked for a job 
I would be looking at what actual coursework you've done or what's recognized, not just the studio that you've done, you know, a 30 day um, fast track course on. So they are great if you've already got training and that you need work, like they are such good ways of doing it, but just, yeah, be really, really mindful when you take on Mm. those jobs and don't see it as a way of not paying for a course or, um, doing a course really, really quickly because it does, it takes time. Like an instructor is not an overnight thing. Um, and also look at it from the payment point of view. Sometimes they, sometimes they won't pay you as much because they think or they try and almost sell that they are giving you a course, but they're not. It's just their mm. knowledge really, which is also valued, but it's, yeah, be very mindful. I think that kind of stems on from our last week's podcast about like contracts and things like that. Like make sure you're reading over them and get specifics on if there's courses involved, you know, are they paying for them? Are you expected to pay the course back if you terminate your contract before a time period? Like just be aware that, you know, there's other um, ways to go about things and know what the qualification is you're getting and what's involved. Yeah. Look sure. into it and like we've both done very different courses. Neither of us have actually studied through the same place. So definitely if you've got any questions about where we've studied, ask away and we've got some really awesome guest speakers coming on soon that they've also done courses that neither of us have. So mm. definitely that's why this podcast is going to be such a great community for you to be asking all those questions because it can be really hard to decide what to do and what's right for mm. you and your budget and your time. So yeah. And each course is like a little bit different in the way that they Um, give you the information that they've got as well so depending on maybe how you learn as well you might like something that's more structured and more directed in that way or you might some like something that's a bit bit more creative a bit more flow a little bit more leeway to just you know have the information and really put your twist on it Um, it depends on I suppose your background of fitness if you've been in something before or you know what you prefer as well yeah, 100%. Great to us, like high five to us for not studying the same course thus far because we share so much information in between ourselves that we've pretty much studied like most of each other's courses because it's just like, here you go, here's this, here's that. It's such, it's such a good way of if you do have friends and maybe you are a lone wolf and I definitely was at the time. Um, I didn't know anyone else that was working as a Pilates instructor, but it you make friends within the industry for sure. And mm. again, that's why we are here and why we're creating what we are, because we know that it can be challenging when you are that lone wolf and you're showing up to workshops and seminars on your own and you're trying to get somewhere, but you feel a bit silly about it or, you know, lacking that confidence that you start with. But um, it'll come and know as well that no matter what course you do, the most that you learn is when you actually start teaching. So don't be afraid to just take the leap and accept a job or apply for a job when you're finished. Like try and throw yourself in the deep end is probably mm-hmm. the best advice I could give. I, I started teaching the day after my course ended, which was probably a little bit too soon, <laughs> but I was very fortunate to be offered a job during my course, um, which I still think is crazy, but even if you're not in that boat and, you know, it doesn't come up that quickly, still within that next month, be thinking about how you can 
throw yourself into what you want to be your career because you will never feel ready. Like there's like with everything, you're never going to feel ready to do it, but you've kind of just got to take it on. You're going to make so many mistakes. I remember one of my first classes, like mind body wasn't working. The power went out. Like so many things went wrong and things still go wrong. Like I've taught classes where my mic volume is just not working on that day. And I'd been teaching for years by then. So yeah, you're going to make mistakes, but you learn from it. Your clients are still humans. They, they accept that things happen and the best thing you can do is start and start working on yourself and learning from those around you in your studio that you're working in. And such a cliche, but like you are always going to know more or majority of the time you're going to know more than who your clients are in the class. So be confident. And we literally said to each other all the time, just fake it until you make it. Like (laughs) we would just go in there and be so confident, freaking out inside, but you just have to put on that persona of I've got this and I'm ready and I'm prepared and I'm going to give it my best shot. It's your instructor's hat or if you do, if you have had a background in the arts or in stage or whatever it is, even in hospitality, like if you've been dealing with people, you've, you've got something up your sleeve that you can draw on. And yes, as previous, you know, ex-performers, like we have that ability to, I guess, pretend like you're going out on stage. And I know that even friends that are instructors that weren't performers in the past, they can still draw on that. They can still be having the worst day or you can be sick and you can suddenly flick that switch and you go into instructing mode. And, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, there's the instructors that the voice is way too amplified, but you still, you still have a different persona. You're still yourself, but it's almost your way of shaking off the shit of whatever you are about to walk in the studio with and your clients don't need to know about that. They can, you know, you're there for them. You're there to teach and move and inspire and listen to what they have going on in their lives. So I think it's really good to, yeah, just. Yeah. Got to put on that alter ego. Hmm. Mine's Sasha Fierce, obviously. (laughs) Well, that's what I tell myself and it makes me feel good. So it's a great class. (laughs) I can just remember so many mistakes and like, I know you would have had them as well, Luke, but it's, um, like I'm honestly, if once I start laughing, I cannot stop. So it's really difficult. I've had a few (laughs) experiences where I've just lost it, said something that was not meant to come out the way it did, or you've had the odd client fart in your class and it's hilarious because they're a full like football gym junkie and he couldn't do the abs section because it was obviously too much pressure and you just have to somehow just whip back into your Sasha Fierce and go yep putting that aside oh he didn't come back I think he was really embarrassed (laughs) I think that this is actually an awesome time to be studying like yay happy music studios in victoria can be open from the 22nd so stoked as um but it's yeah it's still you've got 20 days like if you wanted to start studying something or you think that you've got the time or maybe you've shifted out of how you were 
previously working. Like I know one chick and she is amazing. We'll have to get her on, but she has decided that she's actually not going back to the studio that she was working for. Her online's been going so, so well that she's sticking at it. She's decided until it doesn't work, she's sticking at it. It's allowing her so much more freedom with her kids and with what her husband does for work. So maybe we are all changing the way we're doing things, but if you feel like you've got the time, you've got the budget, of course, that's a big part of the moment is, you know, deciding what actually can work into your finances as well as your lifestyle. But it's a great time to be studying. Like it's, if you've got Mm. things to be doing, I started a different um, prenatal or pre and postnatal course recently and I've fired through it because normally I would do an hour a week in my crazy schedule. I've been doing an hour a day and I'm nearly finished within sort Mm. of a month. So it's, and yes, remember that's an additional course. Like this isn't for a full course. I mean, a full course, sure, go for it. But if you are already an instructor, like awesome time to be adding to your tool belt. Finally adding bar into my repertoire, which has been awesome. And thank God for those five years of intense ballet. I actually remember a bit. Thanks, mum. And it's super exciting. And so, and for studio owners too, like whether it's a business course or what, whatever it is, like you can upskill yourself in so many ways or with mind body, like think about how you can understand or learn more at the back end of that, or whether you are interested in nutrition or whatever it is that you think that might add to your skills or to your interests, go for it. Like it's, it all ties in together. Like we've both done other things outside of Pilates and we definitely use that in our day-to-day teachings, whether it's, you know, from, teaching in a studio or talking with a client afterwards so yeah yeah, for sure and like so fortunate from that COVID kind of you know intense period for getting inspiration and new class plans there is so much content oh my god like that's even just an amazing like personal self-study improving on what you already have knowledge-wise just to add into your classes when you go back so that's so cool I actually and I'm sure so many people will roll their eyes at me because <laughs> they're maybe way more like technologically advanced than I am but saving things on Instagram yes I know there would be some people like what the hell that's so basic but it actually is amazing so I wish I could show you on my phone but I will put something on our what's the word Instagram when you hit that little I used to hit it by accident but when you hit that little save button I've made different folders of the styles of class or what I think it might fit into in my teaching or even if I think I've got a client that that might work for because when you see some of the crazy stuff out there you think "Mm, like this isn't going to work in a group setting but maybe you've got a one-on-one client that is an athlete or dancer or whatever that you need to challenge and that you can throw these things their way or if you are Mm. teaching boxing or boxalities that you know you see some awesome boxing content out there and yes you're still going to tweak it for your own um teaching level and for your clients level but it's such a good way of having a quick thing so that whenever you plan your classes and that is a whole other episode but 
when you do plan your classes that you've got something to draw on if you're not feeling super inspired that week like some I go through such stages of planning and thinking and yeah it's it's a really good way of having something that you can look at and think okay that's going to be the inspiration behind class even if it's one 15 second video you'll find flow from there Mm. yeah I forgot about that I save stuff all the time but I actually don't consciously go back and look just yet Mm. yay I wonder what I've got in there that might be scary (laughs) there's so many ones in mind that I've accidentally hit on or accidentally saved but yeah yeah, make a nice folder or whatever it is that you can plan with but that maybe can be our next episode together we've got a couple of very exciting guest speakers coming on so next time it's the two of us maybe we can chat planning um yeah so some other resources that I suppose I've mainly used and Anika that you've I'm sure you've got heaps of others as well but Pilates anytime when I was going through my course was so good and because it's run what some of the teachers, a lot of the teachers from Polestar are on there. I was able to go on there and like have specifics in the way of terminology and how they kind of teach things for my course, which was so beneficial. But there's so many different instructors from different courses and different companies who are on there. It's an awesome source. Yeah, it's such a good source. And I think it's a really good way when you are studying. And I mean, even when you're just teaching and you finish study that it's, a great way of knowing that what is on there is good content and it's thought Mm. out and it's, you know, it's, there's more than just an Instagram video is great, but often it's people that aren't qualified or that maybe are just, you know, fitness. They're our movement lovers. Yes. Which, which we love, we love them and we love it, but it's, if you're using it as a teaching source, sometimes it's, you know, you need a little bit more by teachers mm. that have been studying and all of that recently. So yeah, Pilates, Pilates. is so good. Like it's for study, you know, self-study um, and also inspiration as well. I think I definitely use it for all three. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know that um, they've also got heaps of courses on there, don't they? Like I've only yeah. one or two, but I remember seeing it one day and thinking, oh, when I've got time, I'm going to come back to that. But obviously I've never had time since. (laughs) (laughs) And I did a really awesome workshop on the weekend um, with the myotherapist. Like keep an eye out in your area of people Mm -hmm. that are running little courses and maybe they're open to the general public, but with your knowledge of, you know, your current study or what you have studied, you can definitely take on more or use that with your clients and, Um, even if it's for yourself like this was a self-massage course and I know for me I need it but it's something that I'll be able to pass on to clients as well so yeah I did my myofascial course too that was awesome yeah so really good and like so many books so many other podcasts so many like amazing resources out there it's just again finding what works best for you like I love reading and like buying almost textbooks of I think I've got some random osteo textbook that I'm not an osteo, but a friend was and she gave it to me and I've gone through it and highlighted the shit out of it. Like, Mm. yeah, whatever works for you and whatever fuels your Pilates fire and what fuels your teaching and as well as your personal growth, like you've get into other people's classes when you can or watch their lives. And that is such a big part of, 
that constant inspiration that you've got to fill your cup up as well so that you can give to everyone else. Mm. Like you can't just be teaching, 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 and then not doing class because it's you, you started that practice. I'm sure you started that course because you had a love for it. Like there's, I know one person and I'm sure there's many more, but I know only one that has done Pilates never being on a reformer before. She just went, yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. And mm. she's such a good instructor now, but most of us we start because we love it or because we have the practice so don't look yeah. at that like don't we, we go we all go through stages i remember my first year of teaching i was doing so many other people's classes and then oh i dropped straight back down to doing like nothing and i burnt out and that's when i had to rethink the way that i was living and working but yeah huge huge one for personal growth as well as mental growth and health boundaries yeah. yeah as instructors I think many different people come from obviously many different backgrounds whether you've you had a sport background dance background theater background or you've been in the fitness industry before instructing and coming to Pilates is like a bit of a I don't know for me it was my full circle like I came back home as we spoke about at the start of the podcast with you know coming into it from injuries or being able to maintain a whole healthy body and I've been just you know stuck or not stuck um as an instructor I've been encouraging my clients to go look at things further in relation to their health as well not prescribing anything not you know giving them um, diagnosis at all but just encouraging them to a go see a local alternative naturopath or you know other doctor whether they're going to see the chiro the physio the osteo because it all helps out and it's all a part of the bigger vision from our perspective as instructors is keeping people healthy yeah no 100% I think that we can always like as instructors or as students you can always be thinking about how you can give across to other health professionals or knowing your scope and knowing your field and your knowledge and then also knowing where to break that off and pass it on to someone else and it doesn't mean that as a studio owner it does not mean that you're losing business as an instructor it doesn't mean that you don't think you're good enough it's just that sometimes you do need to outsource and get your client to be you know, whether it's pregnancy and they need more or whether it's nutrition and you know that they need help with their gut or whatever it is, but definitely always so, so much to learn. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I think from our perspective, like, uh, because I know you, but um, we like would prefer if they don't like our style of teaching, because, hey, we're not for everyone. We know that we'll own it for sure we would prefer someone going to someone else who they like to getting taught by, whether it's for Pilates or going to that other practitioner to become the healthiest version of them rather than not doing anything for themselves at all. Well, that brings us to the end of today's chat. If you enjoyed this episode and took something from it, please share it with somebody else. They might pick up some things for their teaching, maybe a course they're thinking about doing or inspire them to start studying. If you can also leave us a review and subscribe on whatever platform you are listening on, it really supports where we are wanting to take this podcast and we would be so, so grateful. 
If you want to have a chat between our weekly episodes, find us on Instagram at the Pilates Podcast or send us an email with any questions, feedback or guests that you might like to have on the show by emailing thepilatespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week.